Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. A roast as dark as the night. Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of spring Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and you feel how creepy it is in here that was scary man you know what's creepy about it what i'm not wearing any underwear what? is that weird to say just out loud because i actually i ran out you ran out of underwear yeah man i've been really burning the candle at both ends i can get you some underwear dude no nah, man no i got bu- <laughs> i got hole right on denim right now <laughs> i can feel it it feels like braille that's the creepiest of all oh no my. you didn't do bathing suit you've done bathing suit in the past you yeah, you have to bathing suit in the past it's kind of chilly here it is mm. a little so i didn't chilly. want to wear my short shorts i needed some denim and i also didn't have i didn't have underwear but i did but i had to do yoga in the other pants Ugh. so with no underwear that's Amen. the scariest story you're gonna hear all day hey everyone welcome to a super super special episode of side stories mm-hmm. marcus has joined Henry yes! and myself. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, you fucker. Now you're in our realm now, bro. We hey, got man. you now. Happy to be here. Man, I feel like I get, this is fun. I'm a guest on a show. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on today. And That's you're going to get all the side story swag that you yeah. can possibly handle. Yeah. Oh, today, like what? we're actually doing bloody ring anal toss yes. <laughs> so your asshole if you don't mind bending over uh-huh. this is gonna be really really nice and we'll show cool. we'll throw onion rings towards the hole also been working on the side stories permanent condom which is the condom oh. you wear when you're not having sex huh. got it okay there it you keeps your, your dick tight because okay. it's a one, sweater honestly that is one of the biggest complaints i have about getting older is how much looser and longer my penis is getting with age and gravity huh. yeah it is kind of funny. You used to go to the showers there at the YMCA, you know, when you were a kid. 
Look at all the old man dongs. I I perved on them, see? Because mm-hmm. um, I was the young boy, and I was like, look at that dangler. And I was wondering if it was going to happen to us. But I think it does slowly happen. The ding-dong does get longer, but it doesn't get stronger. No. Okay. No. All it right, loses everyone. foundation. It's like building seven. Absolutely. <laughs> it just slowly loses strength. Um, but today, we're Fun doing... Episode. We're back into it. It's a eh, macabre macarons. Yes, indeed. We're back into the creepy pasta, and guess what, ladies gooey and gentlemen? Gooey ganache. When it comes in, yes, it is a gooey ganache. That's dessert. Yeah. No, blood, goo, you need Richard to watch Chase, your, gutting. G- ganache is a kind of chocolate. Yes, it's like a type a of... Well, a ganache can be, oh, yes, I was thinking, a glaze. Oh, I be, see, that's a ganache. I was thinking gnocchi. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> knifey gnocchi. This is, I'll, mm. I'll tell you what, and we haven't gotten better as hosts over the years. No. I think this is number 14. Is it? Somewhere on there. Maybe Something 15. Like I think last one was 14. I think this is. I think we're at the 15th annual Creepypasta Extravaganza. And the wow. Creepypasta... We sound like Ted Bundy trying to remember how many people he killed. Yeah. <laughs> but Creepypastas have not necessarily gotten better. No. But that's why... We're going to do something a little bit different this time. And maybe there's a little bit more original works inside of this entire mechanism. This this year for Creepypastas, what we're doing is we're going to surprise each other <gasps> by gifting each other oh. Creepypastas that the other person doesn't know the contents of yet. And but I don't think you guys have made it the minefield that I made mine. No, who knows? I don't think so at all. I think I, I chose things that I thought you would enjoy reading, uh, or that it would be fun. Yeah, we didn't do the Zabrowski. Yeah, we didn't do the Zabrowski Christmas special where it's like you give a gift that's like fifteen dollar gift certificate to weight loss, <laughs> and then you're like, thank, thank you, mom. This is great. No, yeah. I've given you no, Marcus. Yours are are fun. Okay. All right, sounds good. It sounds like a bit of a monkey's paw situation, but let's see what happens. Well, you know, you get what you ask for. You're creepy. This is creepy paws. It's spooky season, man. It's Sawan week. Sawan week. (laughs) Okay, well, Mr. Zabrowski, Henry, that is, why don't you start us off with a tale submitted to you by Marcus? Well, first of all, before we can even begin our story, you not even fucking remember what we do on these shows. I'm sorry, you you got to get stoned. The years that we have spent. But guess what? I don't want you to smoke weed tonight. Whoa, what? No. Why not? I want you to free base fucking cocaine. <laughs> All right? I'm going to be able to listen. Everybody's You're not going to so be able sleepy. to listen to the episode. Listen, man. It's going to ruin radio. We have a whole week of Halloween to celebrate. All right? When Halloween's on a We're Sunday. We're man cow. This is we, the don't time. Want, we don't want our audience high on cocaine. <laughs> I think it's important for this issue because when it comes down to a weird we like uh, maybe it's we're getting sleepy we've been celebrating halloween right a little bit more hard than we did last year so what i need you to do is first of all go to where the cocaine is which is yeah. where um you're gonna want to go to your gay nightclub sure. you're gonna want to go find a pilot right mm-hmm. like because they always have cocaine <laughs> those those types of guys you're gonna want to yeah. hang around with girls who sell cigarettes at bars does that even happen anymore it does yeah, yeah. in vegas yeah mm-hmm. do you remember yeah Oh, of course. Kills. I used sure. to, yeah, I used to always sign up for free lighter, free lighter, <laughs> free <was> cigarettes, <laughs> always. And then I would, I still have my old driver's license from back in Texas. So my parents at their house would get just like mountains, a mountain of, of camel light literature. Yes. Hey, that's great. You never I know. It. I miss the old days in that way because you used to get mail from cigarettes. I know people that dress solely in Marlboro products and, and they had a kayak. We had a raft. We had the raft of my family. The closest we went to upstate was Burlington. You know what I mean? Like up in upstate New York. We didn't do fucking anything. 
But guys, what I want you to do is go up to that cigarette girl and be like, you holding? You holding? You holding? And a lot of times they do. 99% of the hmm. times they have they have cocaine. But what I'm also going to need you to do here is I'm going to need you to pull out that fentanyl strip. And yes, it is the dental dam of drugs. It is. But you mm-hmm. are going to need to test that cocaine for fentanyl first because I don't want anybody dying, right? See, this is why it would have mm-hmm. been just easier to tell them to smoke weed. We've already done it. They know to smoke weed. They, they actually should already be stoned. So you're assuming they're stoned. I'm assuming they're stoned. Okay. You get that little packet of fucking the, that you know when it's kind of yellow you get mm-hmm. it from the little like the aluminum Ugh. square and you take it out the only way you can properly do it is behind a 7-eleven okay and i true. want you you put the little flame underneath it, the little straw and you get the wisp the little devil wisp you see yeah. the fucking devil faces coming off and going like i want that inside of you and then now sit and listen to a podcast you know what? I'm gonna actually make an addendum to that because I'm gonna. I I think I know how to solve everybody's problems here. What you do before you buy the cocaine, start charging your Bluetooth headphones. Yes. Oh, that's yes. a great point. After after you smick freebase the cocaine, put in your Bluetooth headphones. Put your phone in your pocket. And now you're able to just fucking wander around as much as you want. Pace through the room. Have fun, ladies and gentlemen. Also, I want to add, be home. Be home. This is a be. <laughs> home episode if you're on yes. cocaine and it's also what's kind of fun is that you could or you could take your fucking especially if you're on cocaine put the podcast on speaker on your phone put the speaker inside the bottom of a parking fo- parking cone sure and then <laughs> stick your ear up against the hole it's kind of fun new way to do it <laughs> yeah. but i will begin with this selection from dog meat himself. all right this is called the onerophage oh onerophage 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 and Europhage, it means eater of dreams. Cool. All right. Oh okay, cool. God. Let's go. Cool. All right. They had a whole one word for that. That's great. Nah. <laughs> In the late 40s of the last century, after a decade of private research involving experiments with binaural beat brainwave frequencies, extrasensory cognition, and rare extracts of a South American vine, Dr. Tomas Rosner perfected a technique whereby one could actually intrude into the psyche and see another's thoughts. Oh, my God. It's called Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I want a thumbs down button. (laughs) Despite, Despite having exhaustively documented his rigorous work, he could find no institution that would even offer to review it. Forced to sell his invention. He found by word of mouth among those through whom he procured narcotics a prospective buyer, the bete noir of an old New York family, Mr. John M. Dunn, a voyeuristic connoisseur of the supernatural and the obscene, who had squandered his idle youth in the great libraries of Paris. Those catacombs, de- de- departed authors. That's Ooh. not squandering your youth. That's hanging out, reading books and stuff, and squandering. That's stupid. You should be going to amusement parks. You should be getting yeah. laid. You should be going to the club. I just don't know if that's the right message. It's, it's better than jerking off in your mom's basement. Well, yeah, that, you are correct. <laughs> okay. Rummaging among the hordes of dusty and obsolete works. A literary ghoul who disturbed with profane fingers the charnel houses of decayed philosophies. He readily agreed to the doctor's asking price without haggling, delighted at the prospect of exploring such a bizarre novelty. Once adept at the operation of the apparatus, Don paid Dr. Resna off and under an assumed name, rented a shabby house within a view of Sing Sing Prison. In the timeless night, while the convicts fitfully slept, 
with the aid of a set of stolen blueprints and his new mind-reading device. He raided their memories cell by cell, at liberty, to savor the forbidden thrill of thefts, molestations, oh. <laughs> moonlit homicides, oh my. and in secret, without remorse or consequence. Within a month, the prisoners, telling each other about the nightmares from which they had all begun abruptly to awaken, discovered they shared striking similarities. Hmm. First, processions of alligators and tortoises filed through a swamp crowded with faceless people and shrieking orchids. Next, a shadow man, at whom they looked directly but could never quite see, would watch them in utter stillness from an empty house while invisible hands probed behind their eyes <laughs> as they had to stand naked, legs locked in place, unable to run away. What is happening now? Their compared <laughs> descriptions of the house were identical, including its location just outside the walls. By mutual agreement, it was planned that the first of them to receive parole would search this house out to find if it really existed and investigate the source of their troubling dreams. A few days after being freed, their chosen spy was able to inform them with a smuggled message in code that not only was the house real, but he had broken into it at night and found a gaunt, moustached <clears throat> man in a silk smoking jacket, uh -oh. seated bolt upright, head thrust back, both eyes gaping, mouth stick open in a stiffened gasp, huh. clenched hands gripping the arms of his chair in front of a Scientific machine. Very intriguing. Gaping eyes, huh? Gaping eyes. <laughs> Gaping. Wink it. Wow. A handwritten journal on the desk told the whole story of his adventures, prying unconstrained through their psyches, plundering the haunted memories of criminal after criminal, <laughs> seeking ever more shameful and audacious experiences until finally he wrote on July 7th of his overwhelming desire to witness telepathically the next execution in the prison's notorious electric chair. Whoa! Yes! Whoa! Ride the lightning. Ride the lightning, <laughs> indeed. That's gaping eyes. Gaping eyes. That's what uh, you get. Running on empty. Doctor, my eyes. Are gaping. Um, <laughs> it's great. Uh, fantastic. It kind of brings a new uh, feeling to the name Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown. <laughs> Double brown eyes. Full of shit. Brown. Do you oh, like right. Jackson Brown, Marcus? L love Jackson Brown. I Big Jackson Brown. Jackson especially Brown. as the songwriter. He wrote uh, many of the best songs uh, on Nico's first album, on Chelsea Girl. He wrote, Fairest of the he wrote Fairest of the Seasons and These Days when he was like 17 years old. Jackson fucking Brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Listen, listen to our series on uh, the Velvet Underground on No Dogs in Space for more about Nico and Jackson Brown. Woo! And Always he was 17, and Nico was fucking him during the time. Cool. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that's that's the best plug I've seen since Nadia White. There you <laughs> go, Nadia. You're doing Love great you. Out there. Miss you, Nadia. Miss you. Oh, Nadia. she's doing fantastic. I oh, think yeah. she got to work with bang bros or something like that there which in that world is a big thing you were prepared you were pretending like you don't know you know what i mean no, I, I, don't, I actually don't watch it. sometimes i'll stumble upon nadia but uh yeah no it's just it's funny when it's a friend there yeah yeah not fun yeah. a lot of wires get crossed in there yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right well marcus did you want to go next did you want me to go next sure, what sure. i can go next i can read ben i can read one of yours okay I can I can read well, one. One is a discussion, and the other uh -huh. one is the horse. Let's go with the horse. Go okay, with the horse. I would horse? like. A, do yeah. you have any direction for me as I go as I launch into this? Well, all I know is, cool, cool gun, cool gun. Here you go. Here's your gun. 
It's a prop gun. And uh, you're going to want to use that for the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Cool. Topical. Topical. Very good. Topical. Topical. Wow. Okay. This is called Horse. That horse mocks you. Do you hear the neighing? More like neighing. That horse says no to you. The horse is the man of the house. You are the horse. Clop, clop. Trop about to your dingy office, little horsey. Your wife kisses her husband. Horse when you can't see. And then again when you can. She buys it shoes, finer than any you'll own. Its metal feet crush your soul. This horse is now a man, it exclaims. Yep. I am defeated, you cry. The horses beat you. Soon you'll be in the stall, eating dry, bland grasses while the majestic horse band ferries your wife about town. <laughs> oh, the city folk shall say as they drop to their knees as their muscles fail them at the sight of such a couple. The horse is such a man, they weep. As they tear out their eyes, knowing they'll never see such beauty again. Yeah. Your wife and the horse god shall laugh and eat gold together. Huh? <laughs> and your tears shall be blood as you shrivel and turn to dust, forgotten in that stall outside the city where the horse is now emperor of all and lover of one. No shit. The citizens will genuflect before the great beast, paying whatever the hoofed one demands, be it of coin or flesh. The people will rejoice to do so, as their great and benevolent equine shall make their crops plenty and their lives ever long. The rotten stall shall collapse on your worm-eaten bones, and none shall remember a wit about you, except the Ur horse, the original horse, who shall shed no tear, but blink in bitter recollection of that brief time he had to endure you. Do not let this come to me. Shoot that horse with your glock. Eat its meat, make a horse stew, turn its bones into glue, and use it to glue the skull to your wall. Yep. Use its hooves to make a tasteless gelatin to encase its eyes in. Do it. Be the man of the house, not the man of the horse. <laughs> okay, so this is a full stop. This is an anti. This is Antifa, but for horse fascism. <laughs> the, well, this is be very careful because once the horse gets autonomy and it's obvious yeah. you're a sentient being, mm -hmm. it's gonna fuck your wife and take your job. This is yeah. pro killing horses. It's yeah, pro not, eating oh, horses. Yeah, if the horse, if you do, if you do not make it, if you do not fight back against the horse's many wiles, then the horse will not only take your wife, but it will also become mayor. This is what I've been saying yeah. about octopus. Well, yes, but they're not. <laughs> but they land have animals. the capability. But we octopus would have to live under the sea for them to rule us. Unless they find out how to build like oxygen tanks, but filled with water. Mm. There's, I don't even. Well, the we See? can't handcuff them. We can't so handcuff them. You need four pairs. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, fantastic rendition of horse by. Thank you Marcus for that story. Parks. That Very was good. a lot of fun. That no was a lot problem. Fun. All right. This one I'll read. It's from Henry. It's called Mommy. Uh, so this should be exciting. Yeah, yeah. I chose, this Do you is like this one? Is this the one you wrote? Or no, this... no. This is not the one I wrote. Okay. That's one, the second one's the one I wrote. Right, this I'll is one. This is very, this is mommy. And I chose it because it's simple. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Mommy and daddy. This is the, uh, this is this. You are the, you are a child. In this, this is, I am the child. And this is me telling you my story. Mommy and daddy are fighting again. They're shouting at each other. Mommy told me to stay in my room. So, I, uh, so I do as I'm told. I love mommy. It's so weird, God. man. I just did this mm -hmm. because it is weird to imagine you yeah. with a big fucking spinny hat on and like, <laughs> like Oshkosh Bagosh overalls. Oh, I did have those. And I love my mother. We hung out all day, all the time. Um, yeah, because you were a child. You had to mm -hmm. hang out with her. It's yeah, not like you don't hang out with her now. School. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember? No, it, it was it was an, uh, to an unhealthy degree because it wasn't unhealthy. Let him go to to, to school. She well, should be going to, go to school. school, but I would say I'm tired and I want to go to school. She's like, let's go to Piggly Wiggly. And yeah, right. and so, then you breastfed until you were five. <laughs> Mommy and daddy, they are fighting again. They're shouting at each other. Mommy told me to stay in my room, so I do as I'm told because I love mommy, as I said already. I don't love daddy quite as much. He mm. hurt me once. Yesterday, I noticed mommy had scars on her wrist. What am I reading? That's what I gave you. <laughs> Good Lord. She told me she got them at you war. You made too tall of a damn son. You made too big of a son. He's 40 years old. I wish he'd leave. Uh, yesterday, I noticed mommy had scars on her wrist. She told me she got them at war. Any specific war. Just Keep reading. At, okay. Keep reading. <laughs> mommy Move is so through. okay. Mommy is so brave. Daddy once told me that he thinks mommy is weak, but how can she be if she fought in a war? I asked Daddy this. He didn't answer, but he got really mad at mommy, and now they're fighting. Mm-hmm. That's very unhealthy. It's because of you. Is it's it because of you? I'm just asking questions. Okay, so they're fighting again. After Daddy left for work, Mommy went to the garage, turned on the car, and went to sleep. No, yeah, she committed fucking suicide. Yeah, she looks really peaceful. I open the car door and sit next to Mommy. I notice she has bruises on her neck and arms. She must have got them at the war, too. Uh-huh. Well, I'm beginning to feel a little sleepy, too. Oh. I think I'll take a nap next to Mommy. Right. I'm sure Mommy will wake up soon. The carbon dioxide. And, the, and mm-hmm. then we can both go visit Grandpa. Yeah, that's what happened uh. to Weird Al's parents. <laughs> That's the story that you sent me. That's one of the stories I sent you, yes. I We're going to go it was fucking simple. visit Grandpa. I thought that you might act more. I thought that I you did might act. I acted like I pretended like it was my... This whole story... It's about your mom committing suicide and you dying with her. And we're going to go see Grandpa. It's scary. <laughs> that is scary. It's real life. It's scary. All right. That is, that is no clarification life, yeah. on what war she fought in. Uh, the war on comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she did. She's the first actual death in the war on combat. Oh, that's bad. All right. Rise from your grave. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You bet your dog. You're going to learn about Bark. It's the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for their little tiny mouths. They have little mouths but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats. And, oh, they love their life, and they love the, They love what BarkBox brings because BarkBox brings the bark and puts it in a box. Yep. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met. Of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. 
All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, I fight to set my child up for success, which is why, as I sit and read Carmi and Wendy Dune, trying to explain to them the concepts of the savior complex not working, doubling back on itself, the concept of what does it mean to be a living God? What are those limitations? What are those expectations? And honestly, I know they just want chicken. But there are kids out there that need this type of direct help. And IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them understand and master topics in a fun way. Not unlike me, reading children, Dune Messiah, getting to about 365, seeing where they're at. See if they understand anything. There's no more grading these worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. You can't even believe it! You don't want to make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And last podcast in the left listeners could get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash left. Visit IXL.com slash left to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, so now I'm going to read a story selected for me by Ben Kessler. This is so you. I thought it was written by you for me. This is like so Polish. So this is a Google Translate version of a Polish written creepypasta. That's correct. <laughs> yes. And this is, unlike your story where it's just about going to see your grandfather. That was this uh, is actually we, scary. I thought you would act like a child. I thought you would do a child's <laughs> voice. Mommy and daddy are that's, fighting. A, that's a character. That's a character. <laughs> Gonna go visit grandpa. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a fucking character. You imagine that you're in heaven and you're so happy and then all of a sudden you see your freaking daughter. Mm. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And then I die to avoid this entire family. But anyway. Family. The creepiest. The creepiest of, of all. <laughs> it was a Thursday. Just priest left my house because them took cattle. After finishing the visit, gave the priest as much as grace and started taking orders for my VHS tapes. When connecting a VCR to power, I came across a problem because it does not display a picture. It is a pity that these materials are lost, I thought. But I decided to go to the rental DVD BD. What is this? It's Polish. I know. (laughs) I thought, but I decided to go to the rental place where they have a service ripping footage on DVD. Price-wise also. The owner of rental scoffed and decided to rip me 15 cartridges, the price of leave for each other. (laughs) Reviewing the materials the next day, I checked the recordings and felt nostalgia. And felt nostalgia. Fairy tales from childhood. They were there. Nice. 80s movies. Die hard with the German soft board, except with the breast of the woman, nothing is special. 
<laughs> also like to mention that on the day there was something strange. And that as my request as, as my request materials from the VHS tapes were converted to AVI. But reviewing the record, I came across something that surprised me. The album was a six-minute video. I thought it was a snippet from a cassette or something joked with me. Because this video was the attribute hidden and by default have enabled the system to show all of the folders and files. A little strange thing. In the video posted was a Polish stuff. <laughs> but I have not seen it in his eyes even once when I was a pisser. Fuck, I don't know. I don't even know this. Yeah. The video lasts six minutes. At the beginning, we see a girl with asymmetrical eyes. It looks like someone stuck on her eyes, cut out some niche newspaper for a woman for a lady of a house or friend. It also includes the larvae crawling. It also includes the larvae crawling something like the grifter. It's also a scene which pierces the apple saying that consists of Nishkoshnigar. It's a worm. <laughs> the land of mushrooms and paper. The land the movie of mushrooms and paper. I don't know. <laughs> this means the movie seemed to be psychedelic in the restlessness. Movement girls look like movements of puppets or marionettes. There's also a squirrel, Gretel. There's a squirrel, Gretel. The girl's name is Agatka. <laughs> Interestingly, you can see the girls laughed in sinister laughter squirrels. It is not assembled materials. Both sounds are superimposed on each other, each other and looks like Sony Vegacy installation or any other programs. The rest of the content is confusing. Yep. <laughs> it looks as if the film had the educational character, but the installation itself made me shiver. The general's called the general's called the land of mushrooms. On YouTube, you can find this video as a re-upload because I tried to show it on YouTube, but because of the number of notifications have blocked account. Still looking for the person who was responsible for this material. There you go. It's a Polish tale. It makes no sense. But you see, he went to the video store, right? And then he got a superimposed on that DVD. I think it's the grifter. Was a, yeah. He's talking about the grifter. The grifter was like an old school like YouTube trolling mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, people sure. would say, have you seen the grifter? The grifter was supposed to be some like either snuff film or a video that would make you go insane. Yep. That's mm. basically what that was. So, yeah, there you go. but it was on the VHS, the old VHS. DVD. That he got. I think it was a DVD. Was it? Yes, DVD? That's what he said. He said he put a DVD in, and then the file, like the the, well, the files work, of it came yeah. up. Well, no, for, first he he was getting he was converting all of his VHS tapes to DVD. Two, two DVD. So that's, that's why right. he saw you yeah. know 80s movies. That's why he saw the German softcore the porn, yeah. Die Hard, things from childhood, and then it was this mysterious thing also on the DVD in a hidden file. And that was like the mushrooms and all that stuff. And that was the land of mushrooms and paper. Sure. Yeah. So that's, amen. Honestly, that's a great thing. Mushrooms and paper and a pencil. That's all you need to have a little fun. You're right. You're all right stuff. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. We have not read a legit creepypasta yet. That's also what I really appreciate so far. Of the three of us, technically, we have not read like what would be considered to be a traditional creepypasta. I don't even know what that means anymore. Yeah, interesting. I don't think it means You're anything. Right. You're right. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. I'm being a, a trad. I'm being trad right now. Yeah, you're putting creepy pasta in a box, and you're not realizing that you can use a lot of different things to make a great pasta. You can use stuff. Um, I've lost you. Yeah. I've lost you. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> this train is over. You can, well, you can make chicken and spaghetti. Yep. You can make a Just casserole. Wait a second. What is chicken and spaghetti? What meal it's, is chicken and spaghetti? It's chicken and spaghetti. It's like a casserole that you make. Uh, yeah. There's a bunch of people out there right now that are saying, Henry, how the fuck have you never had chicken and spaghetti casserole in your life? You're all making shit up, and <laughs> I am here for it. Yeah. You're going to get a million. It. You're going to get a million emails from people saying, like, yeah, oh, like, I've had chicken and spaghetti, and it fucking sucks. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Henry, your trick has been good. Good, Henry. Yes, indeed. Okay, so now I'm going to read one from uh, Henry um, that is in all caps. I gave you because um, you're like you like these ones. I do like these ones. Uh, I have not read it yet, so if there is any questionable material, this is I this comes it. from a listener. I checked this one. Okay. Yes, this comes All from right. a listener, and I checked right. this one. Okay, and the it's word called... is Gepetophiles. I know Pinocchio <laughs> and the Gepetophiles. I got it. I get it. I fucking get oh, it. Now. Works, okay. All right. Let's go. <clears throat> There once was a boy named Pinocchio, but he wasn't a boy at first. He was a doll, a sex doll that was created by the government to satisfy child molesters in government. And the president didn't like that it wasn't a real boy. So the president said to the first lady, fuck, we need a real boy to molest, you fucking bitch. And she said, fuck you, cuck. Why don't you call that genie witch lady that fucked you in the ass? So he called the genie witch lady that fucked him in the ass. And he said, fuck you, genie witch lady. I need this sex doll to be a real boy so I can fuck it. The genie witch said, why the fuck would you do that, you dumb fuck? I'll fuck you in the ass again, Mr. President. Then she fucked him in the ass again and said, I will make this stupid fucking doll a real boy or whatever, but I can give him life, but he's still gonna be a stupid fucking doll, you dumb cuck. Then Pinocchio was still a dumb fucking fucking doll, but now he could talk and move around on his own. Then Pinocchio said, fuck you, you fucking pedophile. I'll fucking kill you, you dumb fucking cuck, and I'll kill the whole molester government. And he killed the president and the whole fucking government and said, fuck you, I am every president now. And he said lies to people just like every fucking president. And his fucking nose grew every time. He said a stupid fucking lie. And some stupid fucking reporter, Brian from Fox News, said to him, hey, you're gonna molest kids like the last president. And he said, fuck you, no I won't. And his nose grows, so he shot himself in the head and killed himself because he didn't want to be like his dad. Fuck you. Oh, that's amazing. I'm crying. This is on, that is traditional creepypasta. That is good stuff. He didn't want to be like his father, and it was so nice to have a politician that was, he was transparent. Candorous. Mm. Candorous. Yeah. Wow, Much he killed candor. the entire pedophile government. Oh, yeah, God, all of them. One, wow. one by one by one. Cuck? It goes right to start, start using cuck more, I think. You can. Yeah. You, I guess so. I you guess. Cuck? Technically, I guess. that's like two years ago. Who yeah, cares? it was two years ago, and it was you, there were some guys that used cuck a lot, and it just wasn't Yeah, but you good. flip it. I'm you taking the it? word back. Okay. Because you use it in times It started with it. was It started as a positive. What? Yeah. Well, not in Othello. Thing. The Othello and Othello it was. Oh, cuckold. Well, a cuckold. That was cuckold. it was actually a very bad thing to be a cuckold. Well, someone you love has sex with someone else. Yeah, that's that's what it is now, and now that's a positive thing. If you it like that, be. then if it's like a positive like thing. Yeah, if you've been talked into doing that, then it is not a good thing. <laughs> if it's, it's too late for thing. you, and you're in the La Quinta, and the guy's already going ahead <laughs> on your wife, and you didn't realize what you were bargaining for, and then all of a sudden uh -huh. you're in the middle of it, you're fine yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah you're going to have to be. I mean, you need to ride home. Yeah. Okay. Um, here we go. I'll go with a tale from Marcus Parks. Yeah. Could you do, uh, do, do Osaka? This, this, one's, this one's subtle. It's subtle, and I know, Ooh. Ben, you're the master of subtlety. He is. So He's I the most subtle of the three of us. I'm just going to read it, um, <laughs> and we'll do this here. So this is, here it is, um, and I will be doing my best Japanese accent, if you guys want me to do <laughs> I think it is. This will be the, I actually, I think it's, it's American living. Oh, fantastic. A, a, a oh, I didn't have to unleash, because, man, there's it was, a, I, mean, I there, do a great Japanese yeah, accent. Yeah, there's, a, I mean, there is a, yes. a, 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 a homeless man. That is in this story, who may or may not be Japanese. We let's don't just know. Say, let's pretend he's not. 
Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's a character. It's a character. I live in Osaka, Japan, and often use the subway to go to work in the morning. One day, when I was waiting for the train, I noticed a homeless man standing in the corner of the subway station, muttering to himself as people passed by. He was holding up a cup and seemed to be begging for spare change. A fat woman passed. <laughs> this is not my story. A fat woman passed by. <laughs> a fat woman passed by the homeless man, and I distinctly heard him say, "Pig." Oh, I've actually read this one before. Yeah, it's good. One. This is a good one, actually. I like this. One. A fat woman passed by, and the homeless man, and the homeless man distinctively said, "Pig." Wow, I thought to myself, this homeless man is insulting people, and he still expects them to give him money. Then a tall businessman went by, and the homeless man muttered, "Human." Human? I can't argue with that. Obviously, the man was human. The next day I arrived at the, at the, uh, the next day I arrived early at the subway station and I had a little time to kill. So I decided to stand close to the homeless man and listen to his strange mutterings. A thin, haggard looking man passed in front of him and I heard the homeless guy mutter, cow. Cow, I thought. This man was way too skinny to be a cow. He looked more like a turkey or a chicken to me. A minute or so later, that is actually what my thought know, process is. Yes. Oh, cow, that's weird. It looks like a chicken. Yeah. Or a turkey. I mean, but that's the tick, tick, chickens and turkeys are kind of plump, aren't they? Yeah, they are kind of yeah. plump. Yeah, either way, it's kind of plump. Yes, thin yeah. woman, I'd say an egret. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, she walked by and he's like, cow. And I was like, cow, dude, she looks like a chicken, dude. And mm-hmm. then a minute or so later, a fat man walked by and the homeless man said, potato. Potato? I was under the impression that he called fat people pigs. <laughs> that day at work, I couldn't stop thinking about the homeless man and puzzling and his puzzling behavior. I kept trying some I kept on trying to find some logic or pattern in what he was muttering. Perhaps he was some kind of psychic. I thought maybe he knows what these people were in a previous life. In Japan, many people believe in reincarnation. I observed the homeless man many times and began to think I began to think my theory was right. I often heard him calling people rabbit or onion. Or sheep, or tomato. <laughs> I, I knew you'd like this because they're naming all the different animals and vegetables. Yeah, yeah. I knew one day yeah, curiosity. Yeah, well, it's funny. Tomato. Yeah, this, what the fuck? You call me tomato? You call me a tomato one more time, you cock? You call me a tomato cock? <laughs> See how it works? Jeez, very scary. So one I, day, I, I, I pick stories that I knew both of you would enjoy. Yeah, so, yeah I know you enjoy naming things. Mm-hmm. One day, curiosity got better, got the better of me. And I saying decided, nouns. Yeah. That's all he likes to do. He likes to say <laughs> nouns. One day, curiosity got the better of me, and I decided to ask him what was going on. As I walked up, he looked at me and said, Bread? I tossed some money into his cup and asked if he had some and asked if he had some kind of psychic ability. The homeless man smiled and said, "Yes, yes, indeed, I do have a psychic ability. It's an ability I obtained years ago, but it's not what you might expect. I can't tell the future or read minds or anything like that. Then what's your ability?" I asked. "The ability is merely to know the last thing somebody ate." I laughed because he was right. He said, "Bread." The last thing I had eaten for breakfast that day was toast. I walked away again, shaking my head of the psychic abilities someone could have. But uh, that one must be the most useless. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah but he, he said he, human that one time. He said time. human that one time. But, yeah, that guy ate that human. That one time, that one that day ate human. No, that's yeah, the that's the thing. thing. But he didn't say that. It's, yeah, yeah, no, it's subtle. <laughs> that's why he said it's subtle. Human. Yeah, it's subtle. Cow. Yeah. Pig. Yeah. Next time we do creepypasta, we're just going to give Kissel a bunch of nouns to say. <laughs> no, I know. I, know. I got the creepypasta. <laughs> I got the creepy, but the guy in the story didn't get it. 
No. We of are all the psychic abilities someone could have had, that one must be the most useless. This guy didn't even fucking get it. This is the story. He's not real. <laughs> not in that guy's head. You know what I mean? Like, Human. this was for us to understand. Yeah. It's so on the, the reader. Tall, so, and for those that want to know, again, that it was the tall businessman. Yeah. Who was eating human beans. Human. Ugh, yuck. Yeah. That is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yucko. Well, I guess we're not going to go see the three colors, uh, the, the uh, rouge, bleu, and blanc together, which is a subtle uh, recreation of uh, what it's like to live through war. What? Huh. Never mind. Wow. So it's just it's just a it's just a bunch of different colors, and it goes no, it's from some, it's some color like foreign color. movie. I don't even fucking remember. The Eight name colors. Of it. All right. Well, yeah, there we go. Thank you so much for that one. Roy G. Yeah. Biv is the name of the movie. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Here we go. I will read now a selection from Marcus. Ah. This is called Darkness in the Rearview Mirror. This was this was classic creepy poster here. Yeah, this is real crack, crash, I, classic. I thought, I thought you might enjoy a classic creepy creepy poster. Okay, right. creepy pasta. In the summer of 2013, I found myself driving home alone on Highway 902 from a party. It was almost midnight. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> yes, I was invited. Yes. <laughs> I go places. And I did not crash on the couch. I was the janitor. <laughs> it was almost midnight. And needless to say, it was pitch black. As was usual at night, I was on edge. I had the radio off and could hear nothing but the muffled roar of tires on pavement and the dull hum of the engine. On a long, lonesome highway, <laughs> she's mm. Omaha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is just Bob Seger. Yeah. Yes. I stole a glance into the middle rearview mirror and saw nothing but darkness through the back window. You don't steal a glance at a mirror that's in your car. You steal a glance at like a yeah, gal across yeah. the <laughs> on the road again. I know that I looked backward and saw nothing. I'm sure of it. Just the seemingly endless blackness of the night. I remember it so clearly because not ten seconds later, a car passed me to the left, headlights on. I had one of those sudden adrenaline rushes, like when you think you see a person outside your bedroom window, when it's just a tree, Mm. or when you start awake at night with the feeling of falling. Ten seconds earlier... Nothing had been behind me. Suddenly, a car. I drove the rest of the way home, shivering, and knowing something was off. Hmm. The next morning, I found two sets of scratches near the back of my van. One was on the left rear, one was on the right. The car was pretty old. They could have been there for months, but it was the first time that I distinctly remembered seeing them. Mm -hmm. In hindsight, there are two possibilities for what happened that night. Possibility one. By some glitch in reality or something paranormal, this other car had somehow appeared behind me within 10 seconds of me checking my mirror, like some weird ghost crap or something. Mm -hmm. However, the second option is what makes my blood run cold whenever I consider it. It didn't even occur to me until months after the fact, but it makes me dread driving alone at night even more. Because possibility two, the car was normal. (laughs) It had approached me from the rear and passed me to my left. However, something large and wide and as black as the night had been clinging to the rear of my car, obscuring my view through the window and leaving deep scratches on the side. And I had inadvertently driven it home with me. It's gold dust. Whoa, <laughs> WWE's gold dust. Good luck telling that to the insurance company. <laughs> it, no, was it, gold was, dust. it was gold dust. It was a ghost, man. 
You sure you weren't drinking and driving after that party you were bragging about going to? Whoa, yeah. I was the janitor. I only drink it because it's my job. Oh, <laughs> whatever it takes to be a janitor. We love you. All right. Very good stuff out there so far. The next thing, the thing that I got is that this is something that was sent to me by Ben. It's from the creepy pasta files. Oh, this is Ooh. this is just more of a discussion based on our live show. Uh-huh. And I thought it was kind of fun to go into a little bit of detail about this about this weird cryptid. Yeah, but so well, you I'm were not bringing sure up this is a cryptid. I think that I think this is a character in a creepy pasta. This is a character in a creepy pasta. This is all. This is a lot. This is a lot. <laughs> it was written by children. There's a lot of here though, but this this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean we can go through the different. Okay, so first of all, Pigman. Pigman. His real name being Stanley Johnson. Okay. Because cryptids don't normally have real names. No, normally they don't have aliases. Yeah. He is a 59-year-old man who suffered severe psychological damage due to the death of his wife. Whoa. Later losing himself to excessive alcoholism and then okay. finally killing the last living people who loved him. That's how it goes! He dons a mask entirely made out of a pig's flesh and head. Is this some it's like weird altar cool. like the people that pretend to have like multiple personalities on TikTok? Kind of, but he also goes by the hog and pig head, which I think pig head is actually a little bit scarier than pig man. I think yeah. so too. Yeah, but we covered because the pig man was a cryptid that was supposed to be Florida centric, correct? Yeah, yeah, Florida centric. Yeah, he's a yeah the Putnam pig man. Yeah. Well, let's go through some of the okay the occupation of the pig man. He's got a full character sheet here. Yeah, but honestly, he's a car- He is a cryptid. Why we got to make these cryptids got jobs? Can't we have some kind of UBI for cryptids? No, you will. There should be. They should be allowed to just exist. They can get like yeah. a Patreon. Yeah. No. Because I'll pay. If Sasquatch has a Patreon, I'll give him five a month. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Just to get a shout out. Just whatever. Oh! <laughs> Thank you for the shout out, Sasquatch. Well, the occupation of the Pigman is military veteran. Former. Okay. Yeah. Powerful skills or. Powers slash skills, powerful strength, hand-to-hand combat. He's just a man. He's a 59-year-old man. He's a pig man. (laughs) Or pig head. He's a man who puts on a pig head in order to kill. Sure. And he doesn't shower. Yeah. He's got experience with weapons. He's got murder skills. Sure. Tracking, evasion, Mm -hmm. aim and accuracy, endurance, high pain tolerance, and he can imitate wild animal noises. Isn't that cool? Most likely the... the, 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 (laughs) Remember fun animal noises with the boys? Yeah. Fun noises with the boys? (laughs) 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 It's easy to do animal noises. It's not that easy, man. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. Why you look at me like I'm? Because that was like a dog I'm in pain. Because you were. That was a dog in pain. <laughs> That's a dog interested. <laughs> that is a dog interested. Well, let's go through his personality. He's yeah. hot tempered, yep. aggressive, mm-hmm. observant, mm-hmm. Okay. mercurial, crafty, mistrustful of others, territorial, and easily agitated. Absolutely. He's got a pig. He's got a like decimated pig head on top of his own head. Yeah, I bet he's agitated. Well, mm-hmm. he's also, don't forget the, he's the divorced. He's tall, overweight, yet muscular. Mm-hmm. His, his daily outfit includes <laughs> dirty stained undershirts that express his beer gut. Uh-huh. He also wears a camouflage jacket and pants regularly, which he obtained while in the service. He is dirty, but he's got laced up combat boots. This, is, yeah. this feels like a character sheet for role-playing games. Yeah. I think yeah. it's kind of fun. Do you want to know his pre-Pigman likes? 
<laughs> yes. This feels like when I used to create comic book characters is, as a kid. It's just there's so much to the pig man. I I really can't. I didn't know that until I. Well, I think. Well, I think it's it's if you like it's a character from a recurring character from a creepy pasta from many different creepy pastas. Mm. You know, like you know how slender like he's like a slender man type character. But seems. no one's killing in the name of pig man, and why not? You yeah. should. <laughs> I honestly feel like why not? It's not a real cryptid unless you kill for it. Or try yeah. to anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, his likes pre-pig man were hunting various woodland creatures. Okay. Oh. Rasslin. We're looking we're looking to the man right next to me. <laughs> Bonfires. Who doesn't love that? Pigs and cows. Wait, this is my question. So that's just a pre-pigman like. This is pig like he's a, there's a cows? list. There's a list that actually says yes, likes, I'm looking at it. Parentheses pre-pigman. Yes. Just so you know that this because is because he doesn't like anything as pigman. He no, can't like pig, anything as pigman. He's done with liking. He can't. He lost. Like. He lost his wife, man. She yeah. went away from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no such good. There's no such thing as a bad divorce. That's not yeah. true. Yeah, that's not true at all. I there mean, you don't know, really but I mean, divorces. there's a reason why you're breaking up in the first place. Move on, grow, find new uh-huh. things about yourself. That is true. That yeah. is true. He also likes practicing his writing, although he's not very good at it. Yeah, he just... Uh, and springtime. <laughs> See? And of course, that would make sense because he's a pig. He's yeah. six foot three. three. Pig man. He's six foot three, 379 pounds. Jesus. Oh God! He's got a scar on his back that was caused by a bullet wound in combat. His crossbow he received—that's how he kills people. He got mm-hmm. that as a gift from his father. Yeah, I mean, this is just the guy is unbelievable, and I just feel like we need to, you know, really. Oh, yeah. And he's he's dangerous because he's a hundred percent not afraid to get dirty. He will mask his scent the old-fashioned way: animal feces or urine, mud. Oh yeah, yeah, dog. of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now his weaknesses—they do exist. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. His mask affects his overall vision. He's used to being a well-protected hunter, so all it takes is a group or individual with knowledge of booby traps and intent to kill to hunt him. Yep. He also has a theme song. <laughs> Do you see this? This Jesus theme song is by Jesus con- for by Concrete Blonde. That's interesting. Blonde. Can we play this? <laughs> I suppose. I, mean, I guess we can. But uh, yeah, if it's, we play a chunk huh, of this. Con- what is Jesus? Please forgive me. By Concrete Blonde. <laughs> concrete Blonde is a. That, I mean, concrete. That's a deep cut, man. That's a. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is off the album Mexican Moon, I guess. It's a good album. <laughs> This is it. This is for Pigman. This is for Pigman. I mean, I can see his little pigs now looking up to the moon. You can see the shadow. Bitch, get some lunch before I start killing. Oh, now this is Pigman. Now I get it, actually. Because at first he's just like a little pig boy, and now he's Pigman. Sauntering around looking for some mud. He'll roll in mud. Covered in faces. All right. Well, that's great. Yeah. I I figured you guys would like Concrete Blonde. No, that was great. Well, okay, well, well, there you go. So anyway, that's just more of a little conversation about Pigman. And uh, he is hydrophobic. He does not like water, apparently. No, no. He, he does swim. like killing people when they're alone. Yes, and he will not hunt during a storm. And if he must wash, he's extremely afraid and will only do it with his clothes on. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a never nude. He's a yeah. never nude. <laughs> and, the, and the reasons behind that, <laughs> being in the water makes him feel vulnerable. 
Oh, oh, I love Pig wow. Man. <laughs> anyway, all right. Thank you for entertaining my Pig Man fascination. I was just like, that is the most elaborate breakdown I've ever seen of anything that's not human. Yes. Live from your grave. Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some chop. Texas Pete sriracha sauce. And I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of chai. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST 24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, You can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with Horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders... I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. 
Uh, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like, I got this uh, Texas sage. It's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there, and it's going to thrive, and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. All right, here we go. I'll read a, a tale from Mr. Henry Zabrowski. This is called I Can Fix Him. And I think you wrote this one. I, I, I wrote this one so and I'm, I'm excited. A, for, I'm so in this one, remember, <laughs> you are a single woman okay. in this. I was a lonely single woman, but I finally caught one. Do you want me to do it? I was a lonely No, no, it's better for you. Yeah, yeah, cause it, yeah it sells because you really should get into the atmosphere. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and women can sound like me. I yeah. was a lonely single yes. woman, but I finally caught one. I knew as soon as I heard about him, I could fix him. He was just my type. Too tall to be in an airplane, but also big. Not athletic, but very loud. He got clots the size of grape. This is actually just very offensive. He no, it's very offensive, actually. Not athletic, but very loud. He's got, he's got clots the size of grapes, and he farts into a big paper bag and puts it on his head for fun. Okay. I knew I can fix him. I can fix him. Mm. First thing to go, first thing, first thing is to go to the worst sports bar I've ever seen. I know he'd be there screaming about the Tennessee Tiger Bears, how they didn't beat the spread. Uh, it's not a team. So, I handed in my business card and it read, "Come to this address for," God. and it said, "Come to this address for free titties and wings." At first, he seemed skeptical. But when I purchased him his ninth Bud Light line, he was following me like a spitz on a leash. <laughs> when we got to my own personal wing zone, he couldn't be happier. He got an order of 12 hot buffalo style, and he just gobbled them up. <laughs> on your flyer, you said something about boobies, he said between bites. Oh, boobies will come, my dear. Then he ate his second round of 24 hot and spicy Jamaican jerk wings with a special halcyon rub. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm getting sleepy. Must be all the wings, the big man said. I can fix you, I told him as he drifted off to sleep. When he awoke, I showed him how much better his life will be. His legs were removed. Who needs these clots anyway? Now he can't leave. I have put him... uh, I put two keg lines through his nose and, his, and into his stomach. He'll never run out of BLs now. That's nice, actually. Thank you. His arms are also removed. Uh, his arms, I removed them uh, just to make him even. Because apparently that was... And on his chest, two ample new triple D breasts that he can look at all day. Now he's in a tiny room with a 95-inch screen TV playing football all day. I'm not even fucking with you. He seems legit happy. <laughs> I'm not even fucking with you. He seems legit happy. I told him, 
I could fix them. So I have no more arms or legs. Steady string of BLs and 24-hour football. Honestly, it could be worse. It could be worse. I'm not even upset. I'm not even well, upset. I don't uh, like the drugging part. I would have. There's no reason why I had to lose my arms. No, no, no. That was yeah. just because I needed to add it, it, another dimension. Yeah. It's fun. It's like a combination of a yeah. misery, audition, and tusk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that was very nice. Thank you for taking the time to write that. Yeah. yeah. I did. I did for technically yeah. write something. And it was nice because you corrected it because you said Bud Light Lime, but then the the constant stream will be Bud Light because yes, I actually course. don't like Bud Light. Yeah, Lime. the Bud Light Lime was just to, just to, you know, know for the fans. For the fans, yeah, yeah I know. that's for the fans. Some fans, I know. So this one um, that you have here is it's quite long. This is long, but it is fun. I just want to start off by saying, if you want an answer at the end, prepare to be disappointed. It just isn't one. Okay, well, I, I like that. <laughs> Be prepared to be disappointed. That's how I like to start off most pitches. <laughs> I was an intern in Nickelodeon Studios for a year in 2005 for my degree in animation. It wasn't paid, of course. Most, inter most internships aren't. But it did have some perks beyond education. To adults, it might not seem like a big one, but most kids at the time would go crazy over it. Now, since I worked directly with the editors and animators, I got to view the new episodes days before they aired. I'll get right to it without giving too many unnecessary details. Hmm. They had very recently made the Spongebob movie, and the entire staff was somewhat sapped of creativity, so it took them longer to start up the season. But the delay lasted longer for more upsetting reasons. Mm -hmm. There was a problem with the Series 4 premiere that set everyone and everything back for several months. Oh my goodness, what could it be? Me and two other interns <laughs> were in the editing room. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the other two interns were in the editing room along with the lead animators and sound editors for the final cut. We received the copy that was supposed to be Fear of a Krabby Patty and gathered yeah. around the screen to watch. Remember this? I love it. You remember Fear this? Fear of a Krabby Patty. Is that is that a play on Fear of a Black Planet? I don't know. No, Krabby Patty. That's what they eat in Squid in, in the He's in saying under the, the opposite. But it's a play. It's a play. It's like a parody, like a play on this words. This is a creepypasta. <laughs> This is a creepy <laughs> I just got Chuck D on the brain. I don't know. Yeah, who yeah. knows? Who knows? Now, given it that it isn't final yet, animators often put a mock title card, sort of inside joke for us, with phony, oftentimes lewd titles, such as How Sex Doesn't Work instead of Rockabye Bivalve, when SpongeBob and Patrick adopt a sea scallop. Nothing particularly funny, but work related chuckles. So when we saw this title card, Squidward's Suicide, <gasps> we didn't think it was more than a morbid joke. Okay. One of the interns did a small throat laugh at it. <laughs> 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 the story begins with Squidward practicing his clarinet, hitting a few sour notes like normal. We hear SpongeBob laughing outside and Squidward stops, yelling at him to keep it down as he has a concert that night and needs to practice. Oh. SpongeBob says, Oh God! And goes to see Sandy with Patrick. I don't know, I honestly have never really seen a lot of SpongeBob. Sandy's the Sandy's the squirrel in the spacesuit and Patrick's a starfish. Patrick's a starfish. Patrick's yes. a starfish and Sandy's a squirrel. Okay. Yep. Patrick yeah. is kind of funny, but he's also shy, and he's like a little bit like, oh, I can't believe I made a mistake again. That's mm -hmm. cute. Sure. Yeah. I, once, I once saw a really interesting uh, documentary that had Skin Diamond as uh, I Sandy. remember this documentary, <laughs> and it was very illuminating. The private lives <laughs> of Squidward. Wow. Now, this is where things begin to seem off. While playing, a few frames repeat themselves, but the sound doesn't, at this point, is synced up with animation. So yes, that's not common. 
But when he stops playing, the sound finishes as if the skip never happened. There's a slight murmuring in the crowd before they begin to boo him. Not normal cartoon booing that is common on the show, but yeah. you could very hear how the malice in it. Squidward's in full frame and looks visibly afraid. The shot goes to the crowd with SpongeBob at center frame, and he is too is booing. Very much unlike him. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That is in the oddest thing, though. What is odd is everyone had hyper-realistic eyes. Yeah. Like a doll's eyes. Very detailed. <laughs> Clearly not shots of real people's eyes, but something a bit more real than CGI. The pupils were red. Some of us looked at each other, obviously confused. But since we weren't the writers, we didn't question, we didn't question its appeal to children yet. Yeah. Yeah. The shot goes to Squidward, sitting on the very edge of his bed, looking forlorn. The view out of his porthole window is that of a night sky, so it isn't very long after the concert. The unsettling part is at this point there is no sound, literally no sound, not even the feedback from the speakers in the room. It's as if the speakers were turned off, though their status showed that they were working perfectly. <laughs> he just sat there blinking in the silence for about 30 seconds, and then he started to sob softly. He put his hands, tentacles, over his Aww. eyes and cried quietly for a full minute more. All the while, a sound in the background, very slowly growing from nothing to barely audible. It sounded like a slight breeze through a forest. The screen slowly begins to zoom in on his face. By slow, I mean it's only noticeable if you look at shots ten seconds apart side by side. Hmm. His sobbing gets louder, more full of hurt and anger. The screen then twitches a bit as it twists in on itself for a split second, then it goes back to normal. The wind through the trees sound gets slowly louder and more severe, as if a storm is brewing somewhere. The eerie part is the sound, and Squidward's sobbing. It sounds real, as if the sound wasn't coming from the speakers, but it's as if the speakers were holes and the sound were coming through them from the <laughs> other side. As good as sound as the studio likes to have, they don't purchase the equipment to be that good to produce that kind of fucking sound quality. Wow, right man. below the sound of the wind and the sobbing, <laughs> very faint. Something sounded like laughing, all right? It came in odd intervals and it never lasted more than a second, so you had a hard time pinning it. We watched the show twice. Now, after 30 seconds of this, the screen blurred and twitched violently. Something flashed over the screen as if a single frame was replaced. The lead animation editor paused and rewound frame by frame. What we saw was horrible. It was a still photo of a dead child. He couldn't have been more than six. Oh, it couldn't have been more than sex. No. Sex years old. No. The face was mangled and bloody. One eye dangling over his upturned face popped. He was lying down in his underwear, his stomach crudely cut open, and his entrails laying beside him. He was laying on some pavement. It's probably a road. Yeah. The most upsetting part probably. was that they, it's prob probably, 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 like, probably like if I had to guess like where a kid deck was lying, it'd probably be a road, you know. Like, it gets pretty scary though, doesn't it? It wasn't a chair. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't a field. It wasn't a couch. The most upsetting part that there was a shadow of the photographer. There was no crime tape, no evidence tags or markers, and the angle was completely off for a shot designed to be evidence. It would seem the photographer was the person responsible yeah. for the child's death. We were, of course, mortified, but pressed on, hoping that was just a sick joke. Sure. Can you imagine hmm? wasting this much of Nickelodeon's money to <laughs> animate a fully real version of a dead, fucking eviscerated child and then putting it into SpongeBob? All of these hours spent, everyone yeah, watching it? They do it, man. I don't Real think quick, this is a joke. Millisecond stuff. They do, but I don't think this is a joke, Kissel. Okay. The screen flipped back to, the, the screen flipped back to Squidward, still sobbing, louder than before, half body in frame. Now there was blood running down from his face, from his eyes. Yeah. Right, the blood was also done in hyper-realistic style. Looking as if you touched it, you get blood on your fingers from the TV screen. Cool. The yeah. wind sounded now as if it were like a gale. 
There was even a snapping sounds of branches, then laughing yeah. a deep baritone laughing. <laughs> <laughs> lasting in longer off. intervals, coming more frequently. And then they showed a single frame photo. The editor was looking to go back, but we were all were. But we knew we had to. This had time to. the photo was hmm? we had to fucking had go to. back. Because yeah, this time have the photo, to, bro. we had to fucking go back, man. We're here, man. We're in the screen. <laughs> this, this time the photo was that of what appeared to be a little girl, no under no older than the first child. She was laying on her stomach, her breasts in a pool of blood next to her. Her left eye was too, was popped out, and she was naked, except for her underpants. Her oh. entrails were piled on top of her from above, above, crude cut from her back. You you chose this. I know, it's gross. <laughs> Again, the body was on the street, and the photographer's shadow was visible, very similar in size and shape to the first, so it had to be that guy. And, one, and he had a choke back, vomit. Uh. And one intern, the only female in the room, she ran out, she screamed. He kept watching it. I mean, yeah. the guys could also run out, just because it was like an old, I mean, you know, it's pretty the gross. The only girl ran out. Good lord. Also, it is sad Good that there lord. was only one woman in there. Good point. After five seconds after the photo was it's also weird that he, he is he, It's also dude. weird that he pointed out that there was only one female in the room. Why, why would he point that out? There was only one. She couldn't I, handle it. Yeah. <laughs> this is SpongeBob. All right, we do pranks on each other, okay? It's a, it's a Like Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, it's a and, and the other guy, handsome guy. Uh, uh, George Ar Washington. Army <laughs> George Clooney. Oh, he put his tentacles down, and his eyes were now in hyper-realism like the others in the beginning of the episode. They were bleeding and bloodshot and pulsating. He stared at the screen as if watching the viewer. Yeah. After about 10 seconds, he started sobbing. This time, mm. he's not covering his eyes. The sound was piercing and loud. Almost fear-inducing of all of his sobbing was mixed with screams. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Squidward. <laughs> you ever cried aggressively at someone? <laughs> oh, yeah, once or twice, yeah. <laughs> Tears and blood were dripping down his face at heavy rate. It is longer than I expected. It is. <laughs> the wind, it came back. Oh, the photo lasted for five frames. The animator was able to stop it on the fourth and he backed up. This time the photo was of a boy. But the same age. But this time the scene <laughs> it was repeats different. Itself. No, you did the, yeah. the entrails were just being pulled out from a stomach wound by a large hand. The right yeah. eye is popping and it was dangling. Oh, uh, but this time it's the right eye, not the left eye. Not these the other two were boy. the left eye. Then he made sure to say that both were the left eye, but this was the right eye. This was the right eye, when different okay. boy. When I was All reading right, this to Puffin, I think it went by quicker. Yeah, I mean, I think you were saying, <laughs> I'll tell you what, these Nickelodeon animators need to be fined. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the animator proceeded. It was hard to believe, but the next one was different, but we couldn't tell what. He went on to the next. It was the same thing. It was another boy who was dead. He went back to the first. He played them quicker, and then he lost it. He, the guy, he vomited all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the animating and sound editors gasping at the screen. Why did no one just go home? I really, yeah. I should have. That's just check, please. But I gotta five, go. The frame frames were not as they as if they were five different photos. They were played out as if they were frames from a video. We saw the just hand to the last slowly line. lift out <laughs> the guts. We saw the kid's eyes focus on it, and he was blinking. The kid's blinking. The sound editor is like, "Why don't we stop?" Um, <laughs> and he had to call in the creator. I think oh. Mr. SpongeBob. His last <laughs> name is legally. He changed it legally to SpongeBob. Um, the, the creator showed that the showrunner was like, what's fucking going on here, bro? And they showed all this Crazy. kind of bullshit. I'm just going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go to the end. There was an Scur investigation <laughs> due to the nature of the photos. There's like four more paragraphs of it. Yeah, but yeah. it's basically all the same thing. So I kind of edited yes. that too. When I was reading that, kind of skipped around a little too. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it's never a good idea if you're reading it and you're like, wow, this is boring. Let me skip around. No, it's not boring. <laughs> I thought it was very exciting, but it's just the final three paragraphs are just like the other three paragraphs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. There was an investigation due to the nature of the photos. Yes. But nothing came of it. 
No child seen was identified and no clues were gathered from the data involved nor physical clues on the photos. I never believed in unexplainable phenomena before, but now that I've seen something happen and I can't prove anything about it beyond anecdotal evidence, I think twice about things. Huh. Well, you didn't really stick the landing there, but it is scary to think yeah. about what happens in an editor's room. Yeah, that yeah, is man. scary stuff. And it's, it, it, yeah. it takes something that is, ever, innocent as SpongeBob. What's that? Mo- what's that fucking amazing horror movie? That's Evil about Ed. the editor. Evil Ed. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. great. Here's also that other sound one. Airheads. <laughs> Airheads was a fantastic feature. All right, well there uh-huh. that was. Thank yeah. you for indulging me. I, I, I love guts. it. Guts. Yeah, but they probably, probably could have done a little edit on that, but a little bit, a little. But yeah, but he's you know over and over again. You got to make sure. But that's the thing. At the end, he said they never identified the boy, but wasn't didn't he say there were about four or five boys? Yeah, there was I, five I'm, total. Five images. boys. They described and one girl. Yes, they uh. described five and four boys and one girl. Oh, they maybe described it was death. them. Nickelodeon? Maybe it was the editors. <laughs> no, they're saying it wasn't them. They're all like, I don't know what this is. Oh, well. They're all like, well, not me. Okay. <laughs> all right, I got another story. This one is another one that Henry has sent me. Henry, where did this one come from? This comes from all the way from the past, my friend. Uh-huh. From the very, very beginning. Ah. Uh-huh. Is this a written by you? No. Okay. Uh-huh. So you're not going to roast him? No. No. No, no, no. I'm leaving Marcus alone. Mm, thank you. It's been a hard Your week. bread is buttered, I guess. <laughs> Theoretically, you and your romantic partner, who is most likely of the female gender, are accompanying each other when the cellular telephone, of which you are the legal owner, abruptly emits an audible tone, which is highly likely to be your default sound that will play when someone of your... When someone from another location, usually within your country of residence, depending on your telephone carrier or provider, inputs a finite pattern composed of numerical units into their legally owned cellular telephone, which in turn will send a wave that goes through a complex process that includes radios and telephone towers. Yo, am I learning here? Yes. Because if you tell yes. me, you got a trigger it's warning learning. Phones. You walk over to the area that the cellular telephone is physically placed and you translate the telephone receiver from its resting area where it is mechanically constructed to fit into all the way in the direction toward your eardrums and then place the northern part of the device to your ear and then place the the southern part near your mouth, most likely onto your cheek. A voice that resembles that of an adult male proclaims, What activity are you currently in the process of completing (laughs) that involves having my female offspring attend? You immediately notify your female romantic companion and she educates you on the objective fact that the paternal guardian that she normally refers to as father has stopped living sometime in the past and is also currently deceased. If the details of this story are in fact the truth, then it is now your duty to answer the question of who was calling you and your romantic companion on your cellular telephone? Who was phone? Who was phone? Who was phone? Who was phone? He brought it all the way back around. Oh, that's that's a ratchet up of who was phone. Yeah, yeah man, yeah. fancy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Get a bunch of $10 words in there. <laughs> $10 words. Super College. fancy shit, man. Man, hey, man, it's been a long time Ooh. since I even thought about who was phone. All Me too. Right. Been a bit. Uh, okay, here we Except go. Except for that movie that still hasn't, I believe, it, I don't know if it's still, it had already come out, the movie that was called Who Was Phone. Huh. All right, we just have two more creepy tales. This one, to me, given by Marcus. It started as a leak. 
<laughs> the rainy season began in early summer, and June had been no exception. It did not surprise the man when he discovered rainwater dripping from his dining room ceiling. Shrugging it off, he placed a tall pot beneath the leak and expected it to stop on its own. However, it continued to rain. And before he knew it, the pot would threaten to overflow. I'm going to overthrow. I'm going to overflow. He had to dump the water out first thing in the morning and straight after he returned home from work. Eventually, he began to notice water damage at the source of the leak. The white ceiling had discolored, turning a dull shade of brown. He checked the weather and realized that it would be that it would continue to rain sporadically over the next 10 days. You need a mold remediator in there. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll charge you whatever, man. Especially because yeah. they're the ones dealing with the insurance companies. The insurance yeah. companies, they also will, they try not to pay out no matter fucking what. That's the real fucking horror story here. This is about home insurance. Absolutely. The man was worried that the ceiling was going to mildew and becoming an expensive repair. So he called a local handyman. Unfortunately, the man could not sign the man could not sign to have the repairs done. Only his landlord could. It, he must be a renter. Mm-hmm. It was a frustrate it was a frustrating policy. The man called his landlord but could not reach him. He let him he left him a few be- uh, uh, voicemails detailing how the damage was becoming progressively worse. The man was clueless to why his landlord would not return his calls. They usually kept in touch, speaking at least twice a month. Hmm. Finally, he reasoned that he would not be held accountable for any damages sustained. Yeah, one that's night, fucking yeah. landlords, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. One night, the man was startled awake by a massive thump. He quickly turned on his bedside lamp, and just vaguely, he could see an overturned table and a large shape lying across it. He sprinted out of his apartment and called the police, gagging at the smell. The man sat in the police station with a blanket wrapped around his shoulders and coffee mug resting in his hands. He did know one thing. There had been a dead body in his ceiling, and the water had saturated it so badly that it caved in under the weight. So far, the body was unidentifiable due to the rainwater and was being autopsied. Well, the man walked. He called his landlord and finally reached him, panicking as he explained the situation. His landlord was just as alarmed, and the man pleaded for him to come to the station while he made his statement. The man paused as the detective crossed over him, and he lowered his phone, wondering if the body had been identified. His blood ran immediately cold, and he shook his, his, he- and he shook his head with terror. The body belonged to Richard Thompson. His landlord! Yay! Yay! He got the landlord! And he had died over a year ago. But that's not what disturbed him the most. If the landlord was dead, then who was pretending to be him? Oh, Oh, my God. You imagine that, killing somebody and taking their job, but you kill a landlord. <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, you became you are you You're chose a landlord? to become a super? Oh, yeah, why are you pretending gosh. to be a super? It's one of the I, worst jobs. It's, it you are the most hated person in the building. We mm-hmm. all hate you. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> I have one, one final more. story. Now I asked I requested, right? Because we said, we, I've read erotica over and over again, mm-hmm. and we've requested it, and I told you there was one cryptid that had never gotten its erotica due. It's a Flatwoods monster. All right. All right. No one wants to fuck him. And I don't know why. We're going to get into it right now. This is written by Libby Hawker. Thank you for sending us this. Thank you, Libby. Thank you. Everyone has a dream, a life's goal, a passion that gives shape and substance to a life. Some people collect precious objects, the beautiful and the rare. Some are driven to climb mountains, to some of the deadliest peaks, to stand unconquered on a hostile summit, looking down on the tame world far below. Mm. We all have our dreams, our obsessions. Sure. My name is Phineas T. Birdpocket, 
and I fuck cryptids. <laughs> I can't tell you where my particular passion began. All I know is that even as a child, the thought of a monster under my bed never filled me with terror, but rather a delightful sense of anticipation. Oh. I used a deliberate hang. I used to deliberately hang my feet off the edge of my mattress, hoping to feel the grasping claws of the creature I'd imagined in the darkness below me. Hoping for some confirmation that it wasn't my imagination at all. I wanted the shadow man in the closet to be real, wanted to actually hear the werewolves howling, to see the slanted black eyes of an off-world visitor looking through my bedroom window, not just pretend to have seen. And now, as I grew, hmm. my dark imaginings took on a different tone, actually. Naturally, perhaps, or perhaps my desires are completely unnatural. I don't care either way. I am what circumstance has made me. What God has made me, if you prefer. Oh, I have tasted the pleasures of human-on-human coupling with every conceivable gender. Oh. I've engaged in every legal paraphilia from BDSM to sampling Travis Morningstar's TikTok algorithm. Oh. <laughs> These are carnal desires to be found anywhere one looks, but no erotic dish can match the savor of copulation with the cryptid. Bigfoot was my first. A female, a gentle and unselfconscious creature, easily tempted into playful experimentation with a handful of dried beans and a few encouraging kisses. After her, I engaged with many more Bigfoots, for they are singularly horny species. Oh. <laughs> Though at first their hulking size and wild, dangerous flailing gave me just the right balance of con concupiscence and titillating fear. Oh my concupiscence. 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 That's a new one for me. I do like it. <laughs> I, came soon, I, came, I soon came to know there were ways all too well, and the Bigfoots became as commonplace to me as ordinary women and men. Oh! My desires became insatiable. My thoughts constantly preoccupied by the lithe, slinking bodies of chupacabras, the firm asses of dogmen, the alluring <laughs> flukes of the Loch Ness Monster. The fever had settled deep into my bones. Oh. But then I knew I'd never rest until I fucked every cryptid on the North American continent. Wow! When I reached the age of 30, I inherited a modest fortune from my father. Philastus H. Bird Pocket. I found myself unencumbered, <laughs> free to wander at will. It was then I began visiting the locations of famous cryptid sightings, ever hopeful for an encounter, and more hopeful still that such encounters would lead to new erotic delights. Wow. In the deserts of New Mexico, I was probed by spacemen and probed their strange anatomy in turn. In Kentucky, I engaged in a veritable orgy with cave goblins. I, wa I waded through the murky shallows of Boggy Creek, deep in the Arkansas wilderness, until I met the folk monster and spent several days in his company, giving and receiving pleasures that cannot be comprehended by the mind of an ordinary man. Wow. It was on the journey back down Boggy Creek that I began to suspect a greater purpose behind my obsession. Something about those days and nights in folk's lair had settled deep into my psyche, and I was left with a nagging certainty that I wasn't just a malingering pervert. Wasting the bird pocket fortune on an X-Files version of Bang Bus. <laughs> Some outside force was compelling me to engage so intimately with these beings. Mm. There was something I was meant to learn from them. Some lesson, some deep esoteric knowledge, which I had been tasked with finding and revealing to humanity. And as I splashed down the dismal mire of Boggy Creek, I told myself it couldn't be true. I like this Jody Foster you're slipping into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, he's a big fat man. Was it no somebody else? It was big no, fat girl. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it was a real fat Yeah, she didn't say that. I don't know why. It's, why, I, it's yeah. weird though. I, they were the same in my mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was merely just trying to justify what seemed to be dark and excusable compulsion, and yet the certainty remained. I got close once to discovering the true heart of my life's purpose. I found myself wrapped in the leathery wings of the Jersey Devil, the pines mm. of the Lonely Barrens reeling around me as I teetered on the precipice of orgasm. And in that moment, I thought that the Jersey Devil was trying to speak to me, mm. to torture its horse like 
grunts and squeals into human language, into English. And later in the dark and damp of the TNT plant with my own cries echoing from cold cement walls, Mothman's insect-like mandibles seeming to form words I almost recognized as he grazed my feverish skin. Oh my. But no matter how many creatures I fucked, no matter how I tried to connect with them on the deepest possible level, I could never understand the words they attempted to speak. I could never hear their message. No. Time was running out for me. I'd fucked almost every cryptid on the North American continent, and still the message from beyond space and time remained elusive. I have but one more creature left to bang. The cryptid who had eluded all human contact since its first sighting in the summer of 1952. The Flatwoods Monster. Ooh. That was how I find myself entrenched in a secret biovac deep in the forest at the edge of a farmer's property in rural West Virginia. I'd, re I'd remain there for weeks, living off MREs I'd sourced from an army surplus store, oh. passing the days in camouflage clothing among the leaf litter and the brush. I'd obtained the father's permission to camp on his land, and so I was forced to remain silent as still as possible, waiting for some sign, some faint indication that the creature was near. The last one on my list. My last chance to comprehend this great wisdom, this knowledge for which I had alone been chosen as messenger. Okay. The summer was almost over. Cold weather would soon set in, and then I'd be forced to give up the pursuit. <clears throat> At least until the following spring. The ancient Appalachian Mountains seemed to watch me day and night with patient and hostile eyes. But I was determined not to be thwarted. I would fuck the Flatwoods monster. Got to. And if it has a message for me, indeed, for all humanity, I would carry its words faithfully to the widest possible audience. Else, what had my life been for? Absolutely nothing. You're just fucking a bunch of cryptids. I just fucked strange. <laughs> yeah. Finally, the night of the first frost came. I huddled in my miserable camp, shivering with dejected certainty that the elements and the monster itself had won this round. I would be forced to give up this chase until milder weather came. But just as I rose from my hidden blind to make my way to my sleeping bag, a brilliant fire streaked across the sky, oh. illuminating the tops of the trees. My breath seized in my throat. Time itself seemed to halt in its tracks. I watched the light descend into a clearing not far away, and when I could breathe again, I smelled the distinctive bite of sulfur in the air. Yes, I told myself, yes, this is it. These are the very signs that were recorded by the Flatwoods Witnesses almost hmm. 70 years ago. The moment had come, and soon I would come too. Whoa! I hurried through the woodland, no longer careful to disguise my presence, for time had run out, and this was my very last chance. Yes, yet I shouldn't have feared. When I reached the edge of the clearing, there the creature was, gazing at me with its large, luminous eyes as if in expectation. It was magnificent. A lithe, majestic <laughs> being, at least ten feet tall, Whoa. although it hovered slightly above the ground. Its upper body was trim and appealing, with a bare, greenish skin. Oh its shape was almost humanoid, though the arms were far too long and articulated strangely, with far more joints than any man's skeleton contained. Okay. At the ends of its appendages were dozens of long, slender fingers, and mm. they moved ceaselessly, like the antenna of some blind, searching insect. The lower portion of its body was hidden by a flowing, metallic skirt. Rippled over the scorched grass as it moved slowly in my direction. I could see the, nothing of its face, for light from its round red eyes obscured all shape and form, save for the suggestion of a spade-like structure through which I found the hood the creature wore, or some feature of its anatomy I couldn't tell. The monster's eyes flared, then traveled down my body to the evidence of my unrestrained excitement. Yeah. I made a sound, Boner. a long burbling hiss. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could hear the beginnings of words in the creature's vocalization, words that I might understand if only I could get closer and closer still. Yes, I said to the monster, you see me. 
You know when I want, I've come all this way, waited here for you, ready to give you what you've come for. Now all you got to do is take it. All right, well, let's get on to the sex. The creature extended its <laughs> arms. The many jittering fingers found me, surrounding my head first and moving slowly down to my shoulders and lower still. I held perfectly still, allowing the beast to explore. Each small appendage tapped and prodded, mapping the shape of my human frame, so small in relation to the monster, so vulnerable and huh. weak. The sensuous tapping of its countless fingers aroused me to such a state that when it found my cock, I could barely hold back a groan of oh aching desire. It hissed again. It hissed again once more. The words were not words whispered along the edge of comprehension. To, to come so close to understanding the message and yet to never hear the words themselves. That was the greater tension than any other need, the baser need to even to plunge myself into this unfathomable mi mystery and fuck it until we were both drowned in a gush of all the worldly goo. What, I whispered as it went on caressing my junior bird pocket. What are you trying to say to me? What message do you have? Only tell me. I'll make it sure everybody knows. Sure. Maybe we need to get closer, I suggested. Maybe I need to get inside you before I can understand. I lifted its flowing skirt, probing with my hands, and found a likely mm. opening. When I prodded and rubbed, the creature writhed in delight. Oh, my so goodness. So I kept on Clo until it grew a long, thin proboscis from somewhere unseen. Cloaca. The new limb bumped impatiently at my arm and writhed its way towards me, seeking me with an urgency that mirrored my own. I know what you want. I said, Tease. Hmm. You want me to get right up in old Phineas's guts, don't you, Flatty? Oh, You're a bad, dirty monster, you sick fuck. My taunting made its long green probe lash all the harder. <sighs> Evidently, you could understand English well enough. I guess. I was close, so close to my goal. If only I can get the creature to speak. Okay, I said, fumbling with my belt buckle. Here it comes, you dirty fucking monster. I hope you're ready to fuck me good and hard. Because I've been fucked by Sasquatch. I've been fucked by Slenderman. Mm -hmm. I've been fucked by a black-eyed kid who just reached the age of 18. That's good, yeah. <laughs> Are you monster enough to fuck this ass? Are you? The creature could contain, it, could contain itself no more. Right. All its groping fingers seized me and turned me about. I found myself bent double, staring down at the burnt grass. And a moment later, its rambunctious probe plunged deep inside. Oh, my. The combination of surprise and pleasure ripped a hoarse cry from my throat. Ah! Mm. I called out again as the creature began to thrust. And soon I could hear dogs barking at the nearby farm. I didn't have much time left. The farmer would come running to investigate my caterwauling, and then he would find me in flagrante delicto with the 10-foot-tall monster in a skirt. My secret obsession would be known, the good reputation, and the good reputation of the Bird Pocket family would be ruined forever. And worse, I might never know the secret all these fine-ass cryptids have been trying to impart. So tell me, as it throbbed, as it pounded away my throbbing hole, give me the message! Give it to me now, Flatty! The creature emitted a raging hiss, which turned into a series of clicks and then a moan that was almost a word. I could hear men shout in the distance, the dogs baying as they came closer. You have to tell me! What is it you've been trying to tell me all this time? Again, it struggled to speak. Mm -hmm. The hissing was so close to human language, I could almost understand. The excitement was too much to bear. Between the lively member deep in my ass Ooh. and the thread of imminent discovery, I was almost ready to spill over in a rush of heat and triumph. I could tell the monster was getting close too. It's dozens of fingers tighten around my hips. You tell me. Uh, 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 tell me. Uh. I was almost solvent as I pleaded for the payoff, the thing I'd come for. I felt the Flatwoods monster bend over me so close the heat from its glowing eyes sear the back of my neck. Its mysterious face was just behind, but was just beside my ears now. As the monster and I came together, it hissed. Oh, nice. Alcatraz means pelican. 
Ah, that's a fucking shit. That's the end. <laughs> yep. The Flatwood Monster said Alcatraz means belly. It's a Easter egg. That's the end of it. Fucking, we'll it's do it next year. We'll do it next year again. <laughs> That's great. No, no, uh, thank you, you so like much for submitting that. Would Libby? you like to explore the themes of this story? For I have many things that I could say. For example, the main character, the theme is that he wants to hear some sort of communication with the monsters because in communicating with the monsters, he can communicate with himself and learn why exactly does he have these strange and wonderful provisions toward I these creatures. <laughs> I can. Also, the New Orleans Pelicans, it's the New Orleans Alcatraz. Huh. It's a basketball team. The new uh, okay, New Orleans Alcatrazes. Yeah. Just silent. The, the, the deafening silence. Yep. Like just right, like we'll... it's like throwing a gun that you murdered your family with down a canyon. <laughs> that silence. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hope everyone has had wow. a great Halloween. We got this creepy as fuck, huh? That yeah. was creepy. I think that we uh we really did it great. We really did. Yeah, it. We did. Okay, everyone. We really well, thanks, did. Thanks for supporting everything that we do here on the Last Podcast Network. We got the comic. We got the weed. You know where to get us uh, the coffee. Keep on uh, going out there and supporting all the small businesses that support us. Thank you all so much. And uh, yeah. Um, all right, everyone. That's about it. Good Hail work, yourselves. fuckers. Hail Satan. Goodbye, Helgeen. Oh, do I say it on you. side stories too? Do I also say yeah, you did it now? Now I mean, like, okay. yeah, you went from guest to just co-host. Okay, yeah. cool. You Great. shifted you for, from guest to co-host at some point for, uh, during this here. episode, yeah, right around the time nervous. that I was screaming about Pinocchio fucking uh, the president to death. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. that's when you <laughs> you cock. Because technically, that's how I got on the show. <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction, and it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod.